Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Adept weapons now that they're in the game with Trials of Osiris returning on December the 18th, just a few days ago. If you're listening to this on any of the audio podcast platforms, you can always find this as an audio podcast under SNTR Presents. You can also watch me live Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. I'm probably live right now, usually Monday through Friday during the day. We have a lot of new shows and channels for for non-Destiny gaming as well as our TV and movie show coverage go to sntrnetwork.com if you want to consume all the content in one place so adept weapons we're not even really supposed to arrive right now and I think that's something a lot of people are forgetting and then the delay of trials we were all kind of sitting around waiting is trials even going to come back around when it comes back around is it going to stay back around or people going to get out of bounds or use a weapon or do whatever and, and kind of break things down so thankfully we have basically gotten through an entire weekend of trials we're one hour away from reset and when that happens, we will have had one successful weekend of trials. Adept Weapons arrived uh, now that it's no longer on hiatus, and they were actually previously announced to be showing up in Season 13, but Bungie decided to update the current trials weapons to be Adept. So they did it a month early, they did it to the current ones. Now, they didn't raise their infusion caps, which is a cause for some frustration. Um, they've also announced Adept Weapons, as a, as a classification of weapon, are going to be coming to Nightfalls next season as well. So many are analyzing how they are landing as up upper echelon reward level gear. So first, let's just talk about the mods. This is kind of where a lot of people are going to be focusing their attention. There's some good breakdown videos out there about when and and why you might use these mods. It seems the general consensus is that most of these are not worth it. Uh, I was going to just ran like rapidly kind of read through them so they're on your radar. They're not all available in the game yet. You kind of have to get them to drop week to week from the chest. They also set it up so the adept weapons are supposed to be dropping from the flawless chest for the next four weeks. Every week a different weapon because of the delay. It was supposed to alternate from a weapon to armor. That's not happening right now. Also what's not happening is they're not dropping uh, from every chest. It's supposed to happen every flawless chest. They're looking into it and we're we're obviously hoping for a fix soon. Um, Sadly uh, you know, little side tangent, this is probably the worst state the game's ever been in as far as bugs and glitches and problems. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that they rebuilt a lot of the game, and I think it's causing all kind of problems. So, the list of adept mods is really where I think you want to examine the value. It's not necessarily the weapons themselves, because the weapons themselves are not that impressive. They're the same weapons we've had. They're good, and they can get good rolls, but suddenly being adept really isn't an intrinsic value it's found in the mods so these are the mods you might consider using so they have like the base level ones like adept accuracy it just adds 10 then there's blast radius charge time Uh, those just add 10 to charge time or blast radius there's you know draw time handling impacts Um, And these just add the 10 projectile speed range reload stability. Okay, all of these just add the base 10. Now there are some that add while taking away adept counterbalance greatly improves recoil direction at the cost of range. Uh, You know, adept mag greatly increases the magazine size at the cost of handling and then adept targeting greatly increases target acquisition at the cost of of stability. Now, a lot of these, it seems very, very, you know, counterproductive 
to get a you know more uh, re- better recoil direction, but then you lose range. Range is one of the biggest battlefields in Trials and in Crucible in general. Uh, anytime they dial back the effective range of weapons or they mess with damage drop-off, certain weapon, weapon archetypes just kind of fall by the wayside. So I don't know anybody really that's going to want to get the better recoil direction and then lose all that range. I definitely don't any, think anybody's wanting to greatly increase magazine size and then slow down handling. Speed is everything in the Crucible, so something with really good handling or snapshot uh, or or quick draw is generally preferred. And then the adept targeting, you get the better target acquisition, but then you lose stability. So you know it's working against itself in some realm because your accuracy is likely to go down if stability goes down. Right. So many are saying that none of these are good enough to warrant taking off an existing mod. With the popularity of mods like Icarus, targeting adjuster, and counterbalance, it's tough to weigh a slight bump at the cost of other stats going down or just doing like a base level stat increase. You have to remember that you get like a plus three on all of the stats when you masterwork an adept, but that plus three ain't going to do much either. So I think the mods are where the value is and the mods with respect are not impressive at all. I think they kind of stink. So let's talk about stats. What about stats? This really is, I think, where the rub is because I know Crucible players do chase good stats, especially if you're looking at armor rolls and you're looking at uptime on a melee or a grenade refresh or if you're a hunter you want that dodge to be accessible as often as possible especially if you're wearing worm husk like weak players like myself do, right? So, adept weapons do offer the plus 10 stat to whatever the random masterwork is while also doing the plus 3 to the other stats and the unique shader is nice but it's not really a strong motivator So if you're looking at the possible stat influence of the mods and the slight, you know, the slight teeny little bit of extra stats that you get when you masterwork, I think it's tough for people to say, oh man, I I really want to make sure I get these weapons. It's really going to make a huge difference. One of the main reasons, I think, is that stats in the Destiny world right now are generally sought after for your build, your uptimes, your refresh rates, and guns, you're generally looking for, yes, good stats, but it really comes down to perks. You want things like Quick Draw, Snapshot, Icarus. Uh, you want things like uh, Accurize Rounds, Slide Shot. These perks generally are what identify or give a gun an identity of being good, god roll, or sort of ruling the landscape that it's supposed to exist in. When you're going for a sniper or a shotgun, stats play a role but generally speaking it's the it's the perks that people have been chasing and that's why i don't think these weapons are going to land as a very strong motivator usually bungie outlines a philosophy or a hope that they have when speaking about items like this being added to the game but in a most recent blog about these guns this is all they had to say they said as you can see for those who reach the lighthouse your loot's about to get a little more spicy while adept rewards are coming first we also have a trials armor refresh plan for a future season after the stardust has settled from beyond light so Typically, in Bungie fashion, what they say is, here's our goal, here's our philosophy, here's what we're setting out to do with this item or this update. They haven't really done that with Adept Weapons. Now, obviously, we know there's the base level desire to create better loot or a a higher hierarchy of loot for you to chase in in trials, but outside of that, they don't really say what's their philosophy or their goal with adept weapons. What are they supposed to look like? What are they supposed to really offer the player other than what amounts to a chintzy capstone? And that's what leads to my final 
topic here. Stop bunting. Bungie just keeps bunting the ball. If you're not familiar with baseball, it's where they don't swing at the ball. They give it that light tap, and then, you know, they're hoping to either do a sacrifice bunt, and they get thrown out at first, or they cause chaos in the infield, and they're managed to steal bases or whatever. So... That's what this feels like. It feels like a half measure. They're not swinging hard enough. They're not. They're not going at this uh, hard hard enough. Okay. They need to stop bunting and start taking risks on weapon design. Okay. You just sunset seventy five percent of the legendary weapon pool when Beyond Light arrived, and after admitting that they did not ship the expansion with enough loot, namely guns, it's time to admit that they played this too safe. They played it safe with the raid weapons, and they're playing it safe with adept weapons and trials. This doesn't bode well for the adept, you know, the the adept weapons that are around the corner in Nightfalls for next season. Raid weapons are also notably very lackluster in the loot pool right now. Yes, they're best in class. Yes, they're definitely worth pursuing, but they're generally pretty boring in the grand scheme of innovation and uniqueness. Nothing really innovative. No risks are being taken. They're very, very safe. It's like when you watch a single competition and your favorite singer goes out and sings a very boring safe song it doesn't go well for them a lot of times in those competitions why because they don't stand out they become white noise they're sort of boring people are like well i was really hoping my favorite singer would have really gone for it and they just stayed in a very very safe register they didn't go for big high moments they didn't go for upper upper you know upper echelon octaves they played it safe that's what this feels like bungie's playing it safe and they need to stop playing it safe if you're going to admit you didn't give us enough guns maybe admit you didn't go far enough with them either with vault of glass on the horizons and adept weapons coming to nightfalls bungie needs to start taking bigger risks and moves with weapons even maybe moves with the weapon system chasing minor stat bumps on guns just doesn't fit with what make weapons feel and and look great while using them whether it's the perks or that player feedback from the perk proccing or the increased damage all these things right big effects they need to do more than minor stat bumps nobody's going to come out of their skin for minor stat bumps on weapons that's not traditionally what we have chased we need more quantitatively and qualitatively at the same time hopefully the increase in the reward the reward staff with the increase in guns Maybe they start to shake things up and take more of those risks that I really want to see them take with Adept Trials weapons, Adept Nightfall weapons, and Raid weapons. As always, we're going to transition to Q&A, so if you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. If you're listening to this on the other locations, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about the adept weapons that are finally in the game in Trials of Osiris. If you're listening to this on any of the audio podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. Uh, and if you want to get all of my content in one location, go to sntrnetwork.com. sntrnetwork.com also has community Q&A. That's a free feature you can use to have discussions with the community. Uh, and then you can also get all of my content in one, uh, one location. So, uh, first question from Torchwood says, should adept mods not have a negative side effect? It seems rather dumb that you have to go flawless to attain these specific mods, but they screw you over in other areas yeah I mean when I looked at these during the conversation um, you know adept counterbalance greatly improves recoil direction at the cost of range 
So it's like, is anybody going to really want that? Like, oh yeah, it's better counterbalance, but then my gun's range gets gets hurt. Like everybody knows how important range is um, in in Crucible and a lot of the map control and a lot of the you know the engagements. And then, are you ever going to really want to you know greatly increase your mag, but then hurt handling? Again, we've got. Um, slide shot, quick draw, snapshot. You know, these are perks, you know, that people like to have for the quickness of pulling the weapon up and handling going down hurts that. Um, adept targeting greatly increases target acquisition at the cost of stability. That one literally just sounds stupid. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the gun stability is going to be bad. Now, I could see if you were running a hand cannon with targeting uh, and you wanted the better version of it, you don't necessarily need stability on some of the hand cannons depending on how you use them. But again, like there's just with the popularity of Icarus targeting adjuster and counterbalance, is anybody going to be willing to go up to better versions of targeting adjuster and counterbalance while losing, uh, you know, aspects of it? Um, if you have an overmax range summoner, then that could be dope. Right, right. Um, there's more to there's more to his question in the second question. Um, Torchwood's question gets elaborated on by Hitman. Is that what you're saying? Do I need to go to the next question? Um, so I, I don't know. To me, to me, I think that they again they're just playing it safe. They're 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 literally only willing to give you like a benefit or a better thing by taking something away. Like that's 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 it. Like they're 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 just playing it. Just I don't know. Feels like they're playing it safe. Um, so. I, I, uh, it's, it, to me, it's disappointing. Um, to me, it's disappointing. I, 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 I wanted to see better. Maybe they can get some of the feedback from people and make some adjustments, um, for next, for next season. Um, you know, and same with the raid weapons. I just feel like they played it safe with the raid weapons. We, we, you know, we had a big, um, we had a big, you know, back and forth about this in between, and I just said, I feel like all they're ever doing is iterating on perks we already have. So Rampage has all these children and stepchildren, and they are, you know, kill clip, multi-kill clip, swashbuckler, one for all. You know, the perk now that you can get on raid weapons where when you kill rank and files, you get increased damage against majors. Okay, these these are all children and stepchildren of Rampage, right? And then you have Outlaw. Well, then you can get, you know, Rabbit Hit or Feeding Frenzy or Overload or, you know, the perk from the raid guns that, that overloads them over time. These are all just reload perks, perks associated with the mag, you know, like Drop Mag. So I think raid weapons were, you know, they played it way too safe. And I, ple- I, I you know, I feel like they played it too safe on uh, on the Adept weapons as well. Um, I, I think they need to take some risks and 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 swing a little bit uh, a little bit harder you know um, I don't know I just don't think they're exciting I, I don't think the perks are exciting I think they're boring um, you don't play the content where that perk is meaningful I think that content sucks you know what I'm saying like I, I don't I don't I don't think grandmasters is good content either I think Bungie is making lazy endgame content and I think they're doing lazy perk design I just, I don't know. I, I know that sounds really negative, but I'm just like, I don't know. This is all lazy to me. You you slapped stuff on Nightfalls that doesn't belong there, and then you iterated on reload and damage perks because, I don't know, I guess we don't have enough of those. Um, none of it, none of it is what we were asking for. It's, it's all, it's all boring. Um, and so are these adept weapons and trials. It's just all, it's just all boring. Um, 
they're they're building a game for solo players to run in teeny circles and teams get boring stuff um i don't know i think i think the raid guns and the adept weapons are boring i think team i think teams and long-standing players are are uh i don't know we're getting meager offerings i think we're getting the we're getting the short end of the stick if you're a solo low-key player you have a mountain of things to do and the rest of us don't and you know that's why i'm not playing like i just there's that it's a boring game right now it's a boring game with boring end game and boring pursuits um and once if that were to change i'd be excited you know uh but chasing weapons with damage and reload perks or chasing adept weapons and trials with slight stat bumps uh is not exciting and doing all of that to go play you know what i think is some of the worst design content they've ever made grandmasters it just doesn't sound like something i want to do with my time um you know uh difficulty spectrum is important but there there is no good difficulty spectrum in the content that i think is the most fun raids dungeons uh, and the difficulty spectrum they added to Nightfalls, I think, is terrible. And so there's just no in between. It's grind a raid for guns you don't need with perks that are boring, or grind for cool guns on Europa, but you generally stick to you know being by yourself, uh, or you know grind for good rolls on exotics by yourself. Um, I don't know. I don't know. They they gotta they gotta change they gotta change something. Or for me, I'm just I'm 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 hitting that. I'm hitting that boredom slope faster than I used to, uh, and I think it's just because the fundamentals of the the loop uh, haven't changed. Well, that has changed. It's more solo. It's more solo oriented than before, and the quality of the loot I don't think has changed either. Um, I don't know. We've been asking for better stuff for a long time, and they're their their first swing at it after sunsetting 75% of the guns in the game was a bunch of boring perks you know I don't know I don't think any of the perks are exciting um so hitman uh Lono many may disagree but I feel solo trials queue has its place some of my best comp runs were uh solo queued there were many times players I play with that aren't around and I'd like to be able to just queue up to see how it goes even for practice, 3 and 5 isn't too hard. Uh, LFG can be so toxic, this allows people to more naturally meet Trials buddies. Maybe farm some tokens for more serious runs later, and maybe flawless runs occasionally happen. Do you feel there are some arguments to be made for it? Um, I don't know. This is like... This is like matchmaking for raids. I just feel like you're 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 grading against the identity of the content. Uh, you know what I mean? You're grading against the identity of the content to a certain to a certain degree. Uh, there, but then there's a part of me that's like, ah, just do it. Just let people matchmake in trials. You need players in there, right? There's not enough players. You want them in there. It would grease the early game wheels. It would it would make it not you know it would make matchmaking faster. Um, I, I don't know. I just think the identity of trials is an organized team going in, communicating, and working together. A raid is an organized team going in and working together. A dungeon is an organized team going in and working together. Like, that's the identity. That's like the base level identity for that content. And it, to me, would be kind of weird to suddenly be like, oh, you can matchmake in here. Um, I don't know. I... I 
I, 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 there's two sides of my brain and one side sees where you're coming from and I'm like, oh, that might actually help. But then the other side's kind of like, oh, I don't know. This might be a bad, this might be a bad decision. This might again, grade against the identity of the, of the content. You know what I mean? Um, I agree with everything you said. The game has become a checklist of completions, weapons, armor, ETC. It's wishy-wash, same old stuff. Uh, this need to be said as a community, we need to stop praising kindergarten stuff. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like they're, they, like I said, they just keep playing it safe. And that's why I'm concerned long term with Adept Weapons and Nightfalls and quantity of loot supposed to go up in Witch Queen. There's a lot of me that's just kind of like, yeah, but you guys just keep playing it safe. Um, you know, you guys just keep playing it safe. So, because I use it, I have our 1k kills on the redirection weapons. I just think I again I just think that there's such a small there's just such a small place to even take it or care about it you know redirection definitely has a place and it certainly was cool but it just I don't know it's just boring um my biggest pushback with respect is the majority of success within solo queue stems from lack of cohesion and coordination of teams which teams can muster it together in a few quick rounds right I think you can tip the scales a little bit easier in solo comp than you would if you were going in by yourself in trials like I don't know um, I, I don't know I think solo queue shows that in comp if you have solo queue versus solo queue it works fine pre-made teams won't be suffering so who cares I would just be concerned that you would fundamentally hurt the, the hurt trials more than it already is hurt because this is what people would do we've had this discussion before about a solo queue trials inevitably solo queue trials would become dubbed by the community you know that's the casual trials i don't want to go over to sweaty trials where all the stack teams hang out and you would inevitably i think gut and remove a lot of the more casual players from the pre-made fire team version of trials you would then have this idea of well that's sweaty trials i want to do sweaty trials and then sweaty trials would shrink even more with respect to engagement and also your then your matchmaking times go up and your inner your connection integrity goes down um so yeah it's just one of those things where i i don't know if it would be worth it i think it would end up having in um unintended consequences on the other on the other uh, you know side of the trials playlist uh more players playing trials can only be good no that's not true you're looking at it too simplistically if you had a solo queue and a non-solo queue the non-solo queue would i don't know i don't know it would it would it would uh it would it would slowly lose players i think um i think you're downplaying the variety of perks on guns and usefulness of armor you generalize your arguments which uh when in game and people play with have use cases for different weapons perks and armor mods no, I'm not. I'm not generalizing my arguments, and I'm not downplaying the variety of perks. Variety of perks don't matter in 85% of the content. The only time you really need to worry about min-maxing and worrying about uptime of abilities and a lot of these perks is probably the 1280 Legendary Lost Sector and Grandmaster Nightfalls. 85% of the PVE content in this game you can do with a blindfold on with blue weapons. There, there. There's never a time where you really feel like you need that perk diversity and you need all those different builds. You know what I mean? Um, it's about efficiency, not drastic differences. I mean, how much more efficiently can you run strikes, public events, empire hunts, wrathborn hunts? They're, they're, they're so quickly, I don't know. 
they're so quickly dealt with um i don't i don't i'm not saying there isn't variety i'm saying there's no reason to really care about it or do it um i don't know um might as well just remove my friends list at this rate (laughs) right um 100k nightfalls i don't know the last time i did 100k nightfall i did it by accident um making every perk and mod drastically different just creates another problem with recluse mountaintop with the armor and weapons well, that's just it. I mean, you were, I don't know if you were here earlier. I'm not saying make all of the perks and mods drastically different. I was saying they are just playing it safe. It's all boring reload and damage perks. It's boring. I've been chasing damage and reload perks for years. I want an elemental effect. I want, um, you know, an explosion or a, a crowd control thing or something. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't want to chase more damage and reload perks. I think they're boring. I mean, if you want to chase damage and reload perks, go ahead. What are you going to do in Witch Queen? Like, we're in the same thing? Like, if if that's enough for you, then good. It's not enough for me. I'm bored. I'm sick of going into the endgame and chasing a weapon that's like, oh, the mag and the reload is slightly, is oh, it's better and the damage is better. I, I, you know what I mean? Um, it's about small gains because over hundreds of hours played, it makes a difference. And again, good for you. Like, if you think those small gains and running something two minutes faster is worth the grind, awesome. I don't. It's why I'm not playing. Um, I just don't care. Uh, I've never played Destiny in the history of playing Destiny and been like, man, I am so glad I, I grinded for this slight stat bump. Now I can run content slightly faster than I used to. I've just never played that way. Um, it was exciting to get a gun that would explode all the shanks because it looked cool and it felt cool. It was exciting to get a rapid fire shotgun because it felt cool to, 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 to gut smash, you know, a captain. Um, you chase Imago for the same reason? Well, but that was a different time, though. There wasn't anything to do in the game. There wasn't anything worth chasing. And honestly, the Imago felt cool. Sounded cool. Felt cool. It was a shout back to the Fatebringer. I couldn't stand the way the the, the palindrome worked. Um, I had a palindrome that worked just fine in Wrath of the Machine. Um, And I just, I hated the way that it looked. I mean, I'm I'm being serious. Like, I I thought it was ugly. Um, Same thing with the gun. You could get a fake... You could get what we call a fake bringer from Future War Cold at that time as well, and I had one. Um, I had two guns, well, one for each of you. I had two. I had two guns that could do exactly what the Imago Loop did. I, you know, I chased it because it was something to chase. I thought it looked cooler, felt cooler, sound cooler. Um, and again, again, we're talking about a different time in Destiny. There's tons of things to chase right now. There's there's a shotgun sniper, scout rifle, and a hand cannon in uh, in the current raid that are good, but they're boring. Um, the difference also with uh, with the with the Imago loop was I only had a couple of guns to compare it to. Now it's like, oh, I last season and the season before and the season before and the season before I chased a gun that had a good reload and a good damage perk. Yay. I can't wait to do that again. Instead of being like, oh, there's a new perk that does this new thing. Like, I don't know. You're not, 
you're not going to reinvent my motivation back then. My motivation was not a slight gain, which is why I put in hundreds of hours. You're reinterpreting why I went for the Imago loop because that's how you play the game. That's not what I was doing back then, and that's not why I chased it. If you thought that's why I chased it again, like I think I I I think again you're 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 interpreting my actions under the 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 sentimentality that you have as a player. You sound jaded and need a break? I'm not jaded. I am not jaded. I've been saying this for a couple of years. We need to chase more than damage and reload perks. I'm being consistent. I didn't suddenly get burned out and suddenly formulate this opinion. This has been my opinion. Every time they've delivered loot, I'm like, it's just a reload perk. It's just a damage perk. I I don't know. If it's new and it's exciting, I'll, I'll chase it, right? Like it's like, oh, it's new. It's 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 something different. It's something unique. But it's like, it's just another gun. It's a best in slot weapon with a damage and a reload perk. Cool. Like I, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Content. The main content loop outside of the raid is built for solo players. So that's not that's not built to go in with a team. Uh, and the only thing built for a team right now is Trials, Grandmasters, and Raids. That's it. It's not me being jaded. It's the game is not built for what I've been looking for. It really isn't. Um, I don't know. Um, so, looks cool, sounds cool, does the thing that I can do with another weapon. How is that not a slight improvement over what you had? It wasn't groundbreaking or game-changing, just marginal improvements just made a difference over time again you're trying to reinterpret my motivation back then you're wasting your time that wasn't my mindset that wasn't my sentimentality that wasn't my passion that wasn't what i was doing um i don't know you can you can try and reinterpret what i was doing to be like oh it was a marginal improvement that's not why i chased the imago loop again i I had weapons that were identical to the imago loop and did the exact same thing explosive rounds quick reload and i used them all the time in wrath of the machine there was no difference in my efficiency in wrath of the machine when i got the imago loop i think i could step like half a meter back further away from the box um and explode the shanks with one hit So it was like a meter of difference in one encounter. You know, that that wasn't why I chased it. Um, I'm just trying to say the issue is they're not exciting. There's nothing unique. It's like, oh, that's a great 180, right? Oh, well, okay, but there's another... I have another 180 right now. I have the... You can get the one from, you know, the Whirlpool. It's a 180. It's a 180 Kinetic, the, the Seraph one. Um... And it doesn't feel... When I use the Raid 180 and my Seraph 180, they don't feel any different. They don't. Um, I don't know. It doesn't feel any different. It feels like I, I chased a weapon that I already had. And that was exactly what we talked about in Season of Dawn. Uh, that's what we've been talking about for years. So, I'm not jaded. It's like, I, why am I going to do this? What's the point? I already have that weapon. People felt that way in Season of Dawn, and I try to convince them, I'm like, oh, but some of these guns are good, but slowly, I've come to realize that this is, it's, it's like, I've come to realize, like, I don't need it, I already have the gun, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, and the Seraph weapon can do the Warmind cells, too, that's, that's another, that's another, you know, instance where the raid weapons should have done more than oh it's got great damage and reload perks like I you know what I'm saying I don't know 
Horn Joe says, uh, personally, I would like to see adepts have random burns, primaries included. Would you like to see more with adept weapons or what you currently have is fine with you? I think with the weapon system at a, at a ground level needs completely changed to include uh, elemental burns on all primaries. There's a lot of people who disagree with me on this, but like I just feel like they've they've pigeonholed their weapon system significantly. Um, the only way to make a kinetic weapon, you know, a god roll is to affect its damage and its reload because that's all it does. Is it's it's just it's just a that's all it is. That's all the kinetic weapon offers is killing ads okay now they've added some utility perks like wellspring we know that demolitionist and wellspring and thresh um uh all of those are are utility perks and it's good to see utility perks but again it's hard to get excited about a utility perk because number one wellspring doesn't doesn't and thresh on a primary they don't seem like they have that big of an impact so they don't i don't know they don't they don't seem like they're having a, a big enough impact you know um i they're they're it's good to see utility perks but i think you open up a a, a, a bigger reservoir of potential ideas if you um if you do more elemental perks uh and now i've been saying this for a couple of years so again this isn't some new position this isn't me being jaded i have said for years that i think they need to bring back true elemental primaries and work on uh elemental perks because um i think they're more exciting um i think you see them you see them do something dragonfly firefly chain lightning even the blinding light nades on wendigo the explosion from loaded question um these are these are perks that when you see them in action it just tethers your mind i think a little bit more to like oh i got a gun and this is what it does i've been saying for a while you should think of guns as as they're they're casting a spell what does the gun do right at its base level guns are designed to kill the kill enemies and you know whether or not they kill them faster or slower is is how we essentially measure their worth so when your only answer is, well, this gun's better at killing trash ads. Like that, that to me, you're not iterating. You're just, that, that doesn't, that doesn't, okay, but that's what it's supposed to do. What does the gun do outside of that? Like it needs to do something. The most memorable weapons are the weapons that do something. Um, Anarchy, 1K Voices. Well, those are exotics. You know, Fatebringer, Genesis Chain. These were weapons that did something. You know, the Focus Firefly, uh, the the Firefly on Fatebringer, the Quick Reload on the Fatebringer. These were weapons that you felt like it did something. And when all a weapon does is, like, efficiently kills, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't really stick out in your mind. It's like, well, I have seven other hand cannons that are also good at killing trash ads, you know? But there was a difference where if I could get out my Genesis Chain, if I could get out my Zalo Supercell, if I could get out my Imago Loop, they all felt like they did something. The explosive rounds, the focus firefly, the chain lightning. It felt like they were doing something so that, you know, especially if they if you leaned into the burns, it, I don't know. It was enjoyable. Um, there's something about a really effective Nova bomb or a, a really well-thrown grenade. You see it. It's, it's, it's in the world. It's doing something. Passive perks, I think, are some of the worst perks it like it, or at least they're the most uninteresting perks in games anytime i play a game and i have all these passive perks i don't even go and read them i don't care 
It's like, I'm going to Diablo sometimes, and I like go down and read all the passive perks and all things in the background, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't see it. I don't see it out in the world. It doesn't matter to me. It's out of frame. You know? Now, for somebody who's min-maxing and absolutely doing the best they can to build themselves a build that where the uptime's amazing and the and and the and their abilities are constantly coming back. Um you know, I they're I think I think that those are the kind of people that they latch on to this kind of stuff. And I just don't. Yeah, I want the flash. I want to see it. That's why I gave the example in Minecraft Dungeons. It's like the weapon was essentially doing the same thing. It was like swing, swing, knockback, swing, swing, knockback. And my other weapon was swing, swing, bink, swing, bink, swing, swing, bink, like the crit, the random crit was, you know, procking. Now, both weapons were essentially doing the same thing. They were great for walking up to a bunch of, you know, walking up to a mob and slicing my way through it. But the experience, the sound, the visual was different. And so the difference between the weapon was more notable. The difference between my 180 hand cannon from the raid or my shotgun from the raid, I don't feel it, right? I don't feel it. I don't see it. I'm just like, this is just another hand cannon and a shotgun. This is just another weapon that I already freaking have. Like, I already have this. I, you know what I'm saying? The only time I started really working about worrying about efficiency and my loadout and utility is when I was speedrunning the Master Nightmare hunts. I remember that. I remember like I would blind, I would use unstoppable, like I was enjoying that aspect, but like I don't always want to do that. Do you see? I think that's one of the reasons why Destiny's been so popular is you can play it at that low level, mindless level, and you don't have to think about the min-maxing, the stats, the utility, the timing. I'll have this, I'll have my grenade back, blah blah blah. I enjoyed that in the in the Master Nightmare hunts for the time trials, but a lot of the times that's not what I'm looking to do. I don't want to play every aspect of the game with that in my mind, and I feel like primarily right now on the subject of adept weapons and raid weapons. The primary quality points that you're chasing, they're geared for that type of play. The min-maxing, the shaving a minute or two off here, the shaving five or six seconds off on this uptime. Like, that to me, I just don't get into that. I just never really have. Um, I don't know. You definitely feel the 14 shots in the mag on Heritage and 10 shots in the mag on Succession with Reconstruction. I only feel that in a boss fight where I'm emptying the mag. I very rarely am in an instance where I pull out Saint 14 shotgun, the, le- the the shotgun from from Eris, you know, from the lectern, any of the shotguns I've ever used. I've all, I, I've I've almost never been in an instance where I'm like, oh man, eight or nine shots wasn't enough. I'm out. Like I gotta reload now. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's just like that doesn't feel any different. The experience doesn't feel any different. I could, if you if you. If you didn't let me see the weapon, if the weapon was invisible, 90% of the time I pull out a shotgun, I don't know. I wouldn't know that like, oh, that's the new one. I got 14 rounds because 9 out of 10 times I'm pulling out the shotgun. It's a it's a 3 or 4 shot. It's a chunk, 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 chunk. And then, it, you know, I put it away. You know, auto-loading, make sure that it's ready to go the next time I pull it back out. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just... I, you don't know, you sound burned out. 
I mean, I appreciate everybody trying to project on me what they think I'm feeling and how I'm experiencing the game. It's not condescending or annoying at all. Um, but that's not what it is. I'm not burned out. It's, I have been asking for a different item on the menu for two years and it's the same menu. You're just moving the ingredients around. Like, it's not burned out. It's, I've asked for this. You're not doing this, right? Imagine somebody waiting for trials to come back and being like, I'm not really going to play this weekend because I'm hoping trials comes back. And then when they don't play, you're like, well, you sound burned out. It's like, no, they're asking for a specific thing and they're not getting that specific thing. I've been asking for elemental perks, more interesting perks, more lively perks for a long time and damage and reload perks and min maxing and stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? You're not playing because you're tired of the loop. That's burnout. Now you're putting words in my mouth. I never said I was tired of the loop. I said, I'm asking for a certain type of reward and they're not putting it in the game. I've never once said I was tired of the loop. I've said, I would like weapons to have these types of perks on them. That's more exciting. That's more interesting. Damage and reload perks aren't interesting. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's not, that's not me being burned out. That's not my, me sick of the loop. That's me saying, probably since before Shadowkeep, I've been saying, we, we actually need a different caliber of reward. Sunsetting was supposed to bring that new caliber of reward, and we got best-in-slot weapons with damage and reload perks. I, I just, I've, I've been saying for a really, really long time that I don't want to pursue that. That's not what I'm looking to pursue, right? I, I don't know. I can't say it another way. I didn't even play that much this season. You know what I'm saying? I didn't play. Yeah, a weapons 3.0, a weapons 2.0. An update to the weapon system was something I also was hoping for. Listen, I've always said that I try not to create a laundry list of expectations because it's unlikely they're going to be met. Unfortunately, my expectations were evolve the weapon system, add exciting weapons, add exciting perks because of sun setting. You're getting rid of 75% of the loot. Man, you guys better bring the heat. And we didn't get it. We got less than 30 weapons right and weapons that I think are boring this was supposed to usher in a new era of loot hierarchy supposed to usher in a new in my mind it was supposed to usher in a new era of of weapon caliber of weapon quality um I don't know I set my sights on on expectations that weren't met, and that's just generally where frustration typically comes from in relationships and in video games. If you set your expectations at at level seven and they deliver a six, you're going to be disappointed. I was expecting weapons to be hitting, you know, an eight or nine out of ten, and for me, they're just more sevens. They're just more bland. It's all gray, right? Like I said earlier, if you look at the perks. It's like when somebody shows you paint samples and you're like, it all looks like different shades of brown to me. Paint the room whatever color you want, right? For me, the difference between all the damage perks are paint samples that are all different shades of brown. I'm like, I don't care. Swashbuckler, Rampage, One for All, like, they're all just damage perks that, like, I, I don't know, it's hard to get excited about. I was initially excited about One for All on the fusion rifle. I do like that fusion rifle from Europa, and I got a really good version of it pretty quickly. So, like, you know, so when I look at the raid weapons, I was looking for, like, I was looking for that spark, I was looking for that spice, and I, I don't know. I don't feel like we got it. That's not me being burned out. I played the raid a bunch, combed over the loot, looked at the perks, 
analyze the loot system. I praise what I thought they did really, really well. I think the looting system and the currency system is a great idea. I think it needs some tweaks, but I think it was a good idea. It was a good evolution, but the weapons themselves, to me, I can throw them over my shoulder. I don't care about them. You know? I just, I just, just to me, I can throw them over my shoulder and never use them. I could spend the next twelve months in Destiny and never use those weapons, and I don't feel like my experience would be diminished or changed at all. I don't know. Right, and what Rain is saying, I don't know. Maybe in year four they bring some of that. Maybe they do. I, I, you know, I don't know. Kind of sad that Unique is considered Dragonfly on a kinetic, but I think that proves how desperate we're looking for exactly what Lono is talking about. That's Yeah, that's my point. Like, getting Dragonfly on that cold front SMG, everybody got really excited about that. Why? It was like, because that's how bland and, and monochromatic the loot system is. You got excited about Dragonfly on an SMG. Like, don't you see... We're looking at a bunch of shades of gray here. Like, I just, I don't know. I think we're set. I think we, I've fallen in this myself. I settle for what I know isn't, isn't good enough. I think I did that during season of dawn. It was like, uh, well, the way frame grenade launcher was really cool. I will say that. And the aesthetic of the weapons was dope, but for the most part, the sundial weapons were, I, I don't know. The sundial weapons were more weapons with more perk pools that we already had, you know? And this is why I think elemental perks are the ticket. You're not in danger of power creep. Elemental perks can basically just add the spark, the fire, the uniqueness, the freshness, and yet they're not power creep. They're not absolutely destroying balance in the game. They're not disrupting flow. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I don't know. The... I don't I think with damage perks, this is another reason why I can't get excited about them. Damage perks have an intrinsic ceiling. They have an intrinsic ceiling. Would an elemental perk just be a damage perk? No. Elemental perks would largely be probably about crowd control and visual effects to make a weapon feel exciting, right? Knockback in that um, in that Minecraft Dungeons games. Mine, the, the knockback was a form of crowd control, and then that random crit one was a damage perk. But that also lends itself to crowd control because periodically you're absolutely decimating two or three enemies in a row, and they're dying faster, so you're managing the audience better. Like, I feel like elemental damage managing the crowd would be more exciting because again, it's visual, it's fresh, it's exciting. It's not my next couple of bullets will kill faster you know again if I'm using a weapon that has swashbuckler rampage multi kill clip kill clip any of those perks it's it's hard to get excited because they're all essentially doing the same thing but if the player feedback if it's visual if I can see it right dragonfly chain lightning blinding effects um you know, uh, suppression effects, stuff that would put itself on the ground to slow the enemy, stop the enemy, burn the enemy, knock the enemy back, you know, pull the enemy together. There's all these different elemental effects you could do that would be visual, and it all is doing the same thing. Understand what I'm saying. Anytime they give you a tool to solve the trash ad problem, all of those tools are essentially going to do the same thing. They're going to kill a certain number of trash ads over a period of time, and you will gravitate to what you feel is most effective, right? 
However, the difference is when it actually feels unique, fresh, and it's doing something that my other weapons didn't do, that's exciting. It could be something as simple as just an elemental explosion or suppression field or blinding field or any of those things, right? Any of those things would, wouldn't would make the gameplay actually flow that much different, but I would feel like I'm have, I have something new in my hands. I have something that's doing something different out in the world. Blinding rounds on Orwing's Maw is a perfect example of a spell type weapon, but it's so hard to grind that it doesn't do and it doesn't do any damage. It mostly flies under the radar. Right, it's like a cheap Wendigo, poor man's Wendigo if you still want to get that blinding stuff. You know what I mean? Um, look at Trinity, Risk Runner, Elemental Style Perks, Crowd Control. It still boils down to doing damage. Right, I think you guys are misunderstanding me. You're like, oh, he doesn't want damage perks, but Lono, that's basically all they would ever do. I think you're misunderstanding me. When it's literally just a number, it's just a number. Again, there's no player feedback. It's like, I need to see it. The most memorable perks to me, Chain Lightning, Focus Firefly, Dragonfly, you know, just regular old Firefly. Not, we don't have a knockback. The Blinding Nades, that explosion from your loaded question. They're all doing the same thing. That's why I keep using the Minecraft Dungeons example. No matter what, I'm hacking through mobs in Minecraft Dungeons. That's what I'm going to be doing. But if I visually feel like this weapon's different and does something that the other weapon didn't do, that keeps it feeling fresh. When I go from one hand cannon to another and they both have damage and reload perks, I'm just sort of like, uh, okay. okay? Like, it doesn't feel like it looks different. But the lacking of that player feedback is where I'm jumping off the train and saying, I'm just chasing a weapon that I already have, is what it feels like, right? Blinding wasn't Wendigo's focus, it was the damage with orb pickup. That is entirely untrue if you ever played anything where the enemies were really challenging. Like, a, a master level nightmare hunt for time trial, the blinding effect was the thing that we relied on. Unless you've gone into environments where you need that utility, you think blinding on it is stupid. That's why you need that kind of content. You need content that presses on you that says, hey, you know, it wasn't unique. It was in the, in the fact that, like, there wasn't another weapon that I could use to do that. It was extremely helpful in those time trials. It was really nice, right? But you got to go into an environment where that, that feels necessary. So I'm saying two things. Number one, having perks like that that serve a particular utility or strength of min-max or, 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 or you know maximizing your loadout, and then you, you go into an environment and you say, okay, this environment, this actually really shines here. I wasn't running strikes and being like, I really need blinding grenades. Like, there's different layers of the game, and in the... In the uh, in the in the in the garden variety content strikes public event all of that, I just want weapons that are fun and spicy and cool. I used to love running Genesis Chain in strikes. I used to love running the Outbreak or the Zalo in strikes. Why? Why well, don't I could use I could use those as my exotic because they're strikes. They're fun. They're throwaway. You know. But then when I would go into an actual raid, my loadout would change in accordance to what the raid's asking me. You know, I've run Sleeper, a Rapid Fire Shotgun, and my Amago, right? So there's, there's, uh, there's different layers, I think, of the game where some of these 
value points would land differently. There's the fun fresh factor. That lands on 90% of the game. You can play 90% of Destiny with virtually any build that you want. You're just having fun, right? Then there's the upper echelon content, and that's where I think like the raid weapons could have had intrinsic perks that make them better in the raid. And then if there was a hard mode version of the raid, I would care about building myself a loadout with raid mods because the raid mods would actually get some footing and some traction in a hard mode version of the raid, and the raid guns having intrinsic raid perks would make them get traction and have purpose in the raid. And then if the hard version of the raid had a loot incentive, I'm now gearing up to go up up and I want to go up because there's cool stuff in there. You see, like at at the at the two at the two echelons of engagement, upper echelon, lower echelon, the things that are missing are the power and purpose. There is no power and purpose in the raid. There's nothing. There's mods that you don't need that cost a ton of energy and the raid weapons have no intrinsic value in the raid. No power or purpose. Down at the lower echelon, there's no funness, there's no freshness. It's the same weapons we've been chasing. If they could start to invest in those two things, well, this gun's not necessarily built for endgame, but dadgummit, it's fun to use Genesis Chain as an example, okay? Man, this environment's a little bit more challenging, Little takes a little bit lore to kill these enemies. I'm going to want to use something that seems maximized for this. Okay, explosive rounds of Magaloop, rapid fire uh, Occam's Razor, and my sleeper. Oh, and I'm wearing raid armor from Wrath of the Machine. Why? It has an impact on the fights. I'm I'm stronger when I'm holding a SIVA charge. I'm faster when I'm holding a shor- a, 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 um, a scorch cannon. Do you see power and purpose, and then the fun factor? Those existed for those weapons and builds in Destiny One. Right now, power and purpose in the raid. There isn't any. It's just a normal raid. You don't need to disrupt your armor. You don't need to run the raid weapons. There's nothing there. There's no Oracle disruptor. Right? There's nothing on the armor that you need because it's all normal. So it lacks in power and purpose. And then, with respect to a lot of the new weapons and the new things you can chase, the fun factor, the flash, that isn't there. So those are two areas of the game that I interact with, and I've been asking for those things for a long time. And give us those fun elemental perks. It makes the guns essentially the same as the other weapons, but at least they feel distinct and different from the gun that I've been using for the last five months. Right? When Armor 2.0 got announced, I said, where, where are we going to feel the need to do that? Where? What? Where am I going to feel the need to min-max? Well, they added Grandmaster Nightfalls. Come on. If you think Grandmaster Nightfalls is a good endgame environment, come on, you're letting them punt. It's not. It's, it's, a, it's a literal one-size-fits-all shirt that they're putting on old content. So you got to add power and purpose to end game pursuits like raids and dungeons with a hard mode and you actually have to add a loot incentive to hard mode, okay? That creates power and purpose up there. Now I care about getting god rolls. Now I care about getting the guns. I care about getting the raid armor and the raid mods and coming up with a build that seems sensible. Why? Hard mode's on the horizon and there's a reason to run hard mode. There's loot in there. Down on the lower echelon. Why do you care about that gun? Oh, dude, it's got this new perk on it. It's so fun. Causes some chain lightning every once in a while. It's pretty hot. It's pretty spicy. I'm not going to take it into the end game. It's not that great, but man, it's fun. It's fresh. I'm taking it into strikes. I'm taking it into empire hunts. I, 
at, at those two levels, I feel like I'm going into a raid and have no reason to. I'm getting raid mods and raid armor that I don't need, and I'm getting guns that have damage and reload perks on them. Like, this isn't me being burned out. These are symptoms of a game that's playing it safe and not iterating enough on what I would call quality of loot. It's just... They're, like I said, rather than creating new perks, they're iterating on Rampage. They're iterating on Outlaw. They're iterating on perks we've had for years. That's my issue. So, that's the best way I can frame it without sounding just like some jaded, burned out player. Like, I'm trying to put meat on the bones for you. Like, I would grind the raid and get all that stuff and outfit myself and do all the things if there was a hard mode where intrinsic perks on the guns and the raid mods had purpose purpose and power not that it just isn't there so and on top of all of that they've admitted that loot quantity stinks in this expansion so it's like you've got you're getting hit from every angle for me at least the difficulty spectrum is odd when you go into a raid to beef up so you can run a modified nightfall yeah, a modified Nightfall that you're not even supposed to do more than once. Like, Grandmasters are designed to be a one-and-done, they said. So, I don't know. I'm glad you like the perks, Eugene. I really am. I really am. I was looking for something that would have been undeniably like, wow, they, this is cool. This is, this is wild. I kind of feel like they did that with the sword, with a lament, but uh, I don't know. There's a spark. There's a spark missing that I thought we were going to finally see. You know? I thought we were going to see a spark. I thought we were going to see some flash. And we got more damage and reload perks. So. Uh, Horn Joe says. We have Adepts in Flawless Trials and soon in Grandmasters. Apart from the obvious uh, with hard mode raids, could you see Adept weapons enter other content? I actually think they could get a lot of um, a lot of capital out of any weapon they create by saying, let's create an adept version. You know? Um, the, that I think they get more capital out of. Because um, for example, let's say the weapons they're adding to Nightfalls. Cool. Loot Pursuit. <gasps> adept version. Oh, cool. New raid weapons. Adept version. Oh, cool. New dungeon. New dungeon weapons. Adept version. You get more capital out of it. Now, I think the adept, their adept value is safe and thin and not that exciting. So I want to say two things. I think adept weapons need to do a little bit more than they presently do. And I also think if you make every weapon have an adept version, you get more capital out of the weapon. So you could put a handful of weapons in strikes and then you can't get the adepts to drop until you go up to the Nightfall or the Grandmaster Nightfall. So now you get more capital out of those weapons. Those weapons matter to more people in the community. It's the same reason the new raid perks will come to regular weapons later on. More capital. Probably. Um... Leg- uh, Legend status says part of the appeal of the raid weapons is that they fill empty vacancies that should be filled by the world loot pool. They're not best in class because in some cases they're the only one in class. Right? They yeah, they gutted the loot pool and then filled vacancies with the raid weapons. It's like that doesn't that's not that impressive. Um, so yeah, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. I would say 
anytime you create a weapon, create a uh, create an adept version and get more capital out of it. So even Gambit, I think even Gambit, if you add weapons to that pool, make adept versions, make adept versions, just get more capital out of them. Why not? Um, I don't know. Part of the problem with the Adept Trials weapons is I can get good enough versions without going flawless. It doesn't look like the Nightfall Adepts will be that way. What makes you say that though, Eugene? What did they say about the Adept Nightfalls that makes you think that? I don't know. Um, they act- KFC actually made a console? What on earth is happening? That was not on my 2020 bingo card. Um, I think Adepts need to be 100% unique. I don't know. There's literally no gambit weapons right now. Like what? <sighs> yeah. Bungie lore. Oh, they release a lore post because the weapons they are adding to the playlist. So you think the shadow price palindrome and the swarm will have more value when they drop a depth than these ones in trials will. How, again, what, again, what makes you think that though? Blackburn talks about not wanting perks to be wasted on just one weapon. It's the same idea. They don't want to waste. I get where you're coming from, Big Worm, but that's not what they promised us. That is not what they promised us. Sunsetting, they promised the the weapons in the raids to be standout. Like, they were supposed to be stand apart. They're not going to stand apart if in two seasons you start putting all their perks on, on other weapons. You know, just speculation based on what information we have. I actually, this is what I hope. This is what I hope. Bungie does this from time to time. They play it safe because it's easier to turn the dial up than to turn the dial down. All right. So these adept weapons and trials, if they would have turned the dial up too high and they would have had to turn it down and nerf them, people would have gotten really angry. But if they play it safe, they can always turn the dial up and then we'll celebrate them turning the dial up. So my hope is, is the adept versions of the trials weapons is a very, very safe bunt, get the player on base, and then next season they can swing a little bit harder and they know like, okay, don't turn the dial up too loud, but we do need to turn the dial up. Same thing with the, with the ones in, in the Nightfalls. So, right, right. So we also know there's new trials weapons coming next season as well. What Wolvie is saying, yeah. Um, Table JFK. Do you think Vault of Glass will be one and done type deal for most people if it does not include adept weapons at launch? In my opinion, adept weapons are the king of all loot in this game, especially for people who want them. It is going to be weird for adept weapons to be in the Trials Flawless chest. There's going to be new ones next season. Adept weapons to be in the Grandmaster Nightfall and to not have adept weapons in the raids. Um, I don't know. I feel like they're doing some patchwork quality improvements and the patchwork quality is creating dissonance. It's like why would the raid still not have difficulty spectrum empire hunts have difficulty spectrum lost sectors have difficulty spectrum nightfalls which are basically strikes have difficulty spectrum why is there no difficulty spectrum for a raid or a dungeon and then also not adept weapons like what pvp has adept weapons and nightfalls have adept weapons but what like I don't know. It's like the patchwork quality improvement is creating some dissonance in the game in my mind. It's like, this is kind of weird. You have difficulty spectrum for virtually every part of the game. Hierarchy of loot that goes up to adept in a lot of parts of the game. And then raids are sitting here, still just normal mode, no adept weapons. 
you know what's what's going on here is this because raids are in development for too long like will the witch queen raid finally bring what we've been saying normal mode hard mode adept weapons like i don't i you know i don't know it's this this raid could have been too far in development to do all that they've they've admitted that the rewards team is too small so maybe they didn't you know maybe expanding the rewards team will help with some of what we're talking about so raids and dungeons do get more spectrum of loot instead of just and i mean look at the prophecy dungeon come on it's all it's all reissued weapons it's no new weapons we got it like we got to get that reward team beefed up so that doesn't happen again I don't want some freaking dungeon next summer that's free that has a bunch of reissues. Come on, no! They could have put so many cool weapons in there, especially because of the, the the vibe and the the neon and the techno and the you know the synthwave music that they used. I, the, the prophecy dungeon had a bunch of reskin weapons in it. It's like, what is this? I I don't know it. Again, they've admitted that it's, they don't have a big enough reward team, but uh, it, 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 are these symptoms of not having a big reward team? Or are they philosophically like, no, that's that's how Prophecy Dungeon should have been. You know? Adept Raid Weapons is a good idea if they aren't so broken that you end up with a must-have Adept Raid Weapon in LFG. I never will care about that. If LFG requires you to have a certain exotic or a certain legendary weapon, I mean... The community responding to high, high quality, higher echelon weapons by making it a requirement on LFG—that is never a concern of mine, ever. No, you don't hamstring weaponry and gear because someone might require it on LFG. That's not how you legislate legislate loot quality. That doesn't even no. I I don't think so. Next question from Mike on to Mike says. I have an adept summoner and it's not adept enough. Beyond that, the current pool of weapons and trials aren't even meta and the weapon system itself is stupid. What should Bungie do? Well, you're saying a lot here. I I, I don't know what the current meta is like, um, but, um, you know, the the weapons themselves, I think there are some good ones. I, I feel like summoners are still showing up. I don't know. I feel like auto rifles still have footing. I've not played in a while. Um, as far as not being adept enough yeah I mean we, we've kind of touched on that I think as I said in the beginning of my talk the adept mods is really where the value should be examined and measured um, and the adept mods aren't bringing the value I don't think um, you know um, shotguns best in class right there were a lot of hand cannons a lot of 120s yeah Wolvie was telling me that yesterday a lot of 120 hand cannons yeah 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 um yeah uh so um I don't understand the adept enough argument they were never that much better I think people would have celebrated intrinsic celerity Eugene more than what we got I'm I'm serious I think if they would have just done intrinsic celerity people would have been like dope (laughs) I don't know Maybe I'm being too gen- generous with the, you know, or too charitable with what the Crucible and the Trials crowd would conclude, but I think intrinsic celerity, I don't know, I think people would have been like, ooh, I want to get my, my all my weapons with that, you know? I'm, I'm probably overestimating the positive response to intrinsic celerity, but even if it had been intrinsic something, I don't know. I think it would have been more celebrated. Um... What rose-colored glasses are people looking through comparing old adepts to these? 
well the old weapons had intrinsic celerity which I think people liked um, I don't know I don't know I'm probably overselling the value I probably am I'm probably overstating it a little bit um, um, celerity as a trait was the stupidest thing ever I thought people liked it I don't know uh, Wheezy said when I saw adept mods I thought Bungie was giving us an extra slot you know there was a part of me that thought they were going to do that too and I know we all misread it they were honest with us we all misread the TWAB because I thought it was going to be its own slot too uh, <laughs> you know we you know we misread it um, but I don't know I also think I also think the appearance of the weapons was was a, was a bit of a difference too there was a big difference between getting a yellow doctrine and a black doctrine I think that played a role um, I don't know Rise of Iron Adepts were snapshot intrinsic snapshot would probably be I don't know you see that's what they need to consider doing remember when we saw like oh we're going to get weapons with extra perks I would think that like that is something that you could do you know oh hey this weapon now has intrinsic snapshot so you can go for a roll and you don't have to worry about that it's intrinsic so it frees you up it frees you up to chase you know a different version or something um you know it it it, it would it's like a capstone it's not a game changer it's like a capstone um yeah snapshot would have been cool i think so quick draw maybe but snapshot you know intrinsic icarus I like the extra stacks when masterwork. You think plus three is doing anything though? I don't know. Is three even enough to be efficacious? Like, does it actually extend whatever it is it's hitting on, you know, like reload range or, you know, handling? I don't know. Is plus three doing anything? I like adept mods, but choosing between an adept and Icarus is always, I'm always taking Icarus. Yeah. Yeah. Quick draw would have been great. Right, I just... Okay, so we, we, we didn't talk about this the other day, but I remember Eugene putting it in chat, saying, like, Cocoon was actually a cool perk on the King's Fall weapons, but it should have been intrinsic, right? The minute you make something like that intrinsic, it frees up another perk slot. Cocoon cannibalized the role of a gun. You, had to, you literally had a perk wasted on Cocoon. It was like, what the frick? Now, obviously, auto-loading is a nice perk. We have it now. That's Cocoon. We just They call it auto-loading. And auto-loading is good on some weapons, but it's not good on every weapon. Who wants... I, I don't want auto-loading on a primary. What the frick? Like, so, the, the... You know, making Cocoon intrinsic would have been... Would have been exciting. It would have been a nice capstone. Right? So, you could do something similar with Adept Trials weapons. You just... You add Snapshot to all of them. And then the next season, you add quick draw to all of them. You add, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you do. You, you add something intrinsic to free up that, to free up that mod slot. I'm sorry, that perk slot. So that, that perk, you no longer need to get a roll with that perk anymore. It's, it's, it's intrinsic. You know, and maybe the adept version even removes that perk from the pool. It's like, okay, we're gonna do intrinsic snapshot. So snapshot isn't in the perk anymore. It isn't in the perk pool anymore. We don't. We don't need that. It. 
it's it you don't need to get a snapshot on the roll and then it has snapshot intrinsic that would be stupid they would literally slide a commonly used commonly chosen perk and just make it intrinsic so then the gun as an adept would basically have an extra perk one again that's not game breaking oh yeah your gun has an extra perk it's snapshot now okay cool it's a capstone it's a it's a wink it's a wink and a nod it's nothing it's nothing that's gonna break the game you know I don't know why Bungie's so afraid of intrinsic perks it's the easiest thing they can do to make raid and adept weapon special right exactly exactly uh next question from Toastius Crayon do you think Bungie will have any changes to Grandmaster Nightfalls i.e. less negative modifiers to encourage people to chase the adept weapons I am hoping for a twab about Grandmaster Nightfalls or a dev diary where they say listen as an initial concept this was fu- this was fine but it wasn't it was not high quality and they need to re-examine what they're doing with Grandmasters I would say you cut the negative modifiers in half we need positive modifiers and they might need to go in and analyze some of the environments with respect to add saturation uh, and add aggression and aggro, right? They didn't. They don't. They don't go in and retool any of it. So some grandmasters are not are not all that challenging, and others are a nightmare because they were never designed for this. You're going into content that was designed four and five years ago, and you're slapping a bunch of negative modifiers and a delta on them. People are like, but Lono, you're pro contest modifier in a raid. Yeah, do you want to know why? It's designed for that to be turned on. Day one, weekend one, raids are built with contest modifier in mind. Four strikes that were designed four and five years ago were not. They weren't designed for that. Ad saturation, mechanical requirement, the spawn rate of ads, the positioning of ads, the shape and size of rooms. None of those environments were built with this idea in mind. It wasn't even a glimmer in their daddy's eye. It was, no, these are strikes. Throwaway content. Raids can have contest modifier clicked off and on because they're designed from it. From the ground up, they know that's going to be a thing opening weekend. That's why the Delta opening weekend in Last Wish was stupid and absurd. And now that we're in the on the other side of things, contest modifier. It's just it's a, such a such a good system for, for for content that is designed with it in mind. Not some strike they designed three and four years ago that they never would have imagined doing this to. I just grandmasters need to be examined as a piece of content especially if you're putting adept weapons in there like be I, was it beyond hope or a bit of support i can't remember now they were good to point out i think it was during the rageous roundtable and they were like the content's not designed for you to run 20 in a day but they're going to put adept weapons in there i'm not going to want to grind 20 grandmasters in a day hoping for a god roll adept now somebody might say but going flawless in trials I, 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 I might concede that point a little bit, but I mean, as their identity exists, Grandmaster Nightfalls, they said they're not meant to be done, you know, on repetition or for loot. It's meant to be something that you do it, you complete it, and then it's over. I 
so they're gonna ha- I don't know I think they're gonna have to examine them they're gonna have to examine grandmasters uh, from the bottom to the top from the number of negative modifiers to the fact that they were never designed for contest modifier to be turned on to the actual encounters and the the enemy saturation and the enemy placement and all of that um, I don't know adepts aren't there for everyone I'm not even talking about accessibility I'm not I am not talking about accessibility I'm talking about is the content well designed that's what I'm talking about. It, I'm not trying to say, oh, we want to make sure adepts can be acquired by more people. That is not the intention of my my rant that I'm going on. I think grandmasters they need to admit the quality is not there. They're a little sloppy. They're kind of all over the place, and they need to try to finesse them and design them in a way where I don't know. Um, if you start filling with them more, you make them more accessible, though. Take. Take the easiest Grandmaster, Eugene. Okay, what what's the easiest Grandmaster? Lake of Shadows. I don't I don't know what the easiest Grandmaster is. If you take the easiest Grandmaster, would you consider that to be too accessible to the public? Is Lake of Shadows as a Grandmaster is that too easy? Is that just too easy? Can your average casual lazy three man team go in there and beat it, or is it still pretty high pressure? You're saying yup. Okay. So there's a spectrum. They've got to land somewhere, not on the top and not on the bottom. You've got Lake of Shadows, and then you've got the Corrupted, all right? Can we land somewhere in the middle? Can we tweak the strikes, the environments, the number of negative modifiers, the number of positive modifiers, because there aren't any, and land in the middle, you know? If you land it in the middle, then you don't have any, any of these Corrupted situations, and you don't have... You know, if again, we're going based off of Eugene's opinion because Gilly's saying Lake was actually still really hard. Um, again, I I worry that sometimes we think, oh, this is too easy because you're comparing it to the other grandmasters, and you're also not considering that like most of the player base is never even going to go in there. They're never even going to go in there. You know, because J Sub saying it's no way doable by rando blueberries, right? So. For any normal endgame dude trying to LFG, it was still very, very hard. Blueberries struggle in 1250s. Yeah. Um, You're confusing lazy casuals with people who have almost 3,000 hours in Destiny. I was LFG farming Grandmaster Lake of Shadows with no mic. It's a joke. Yeah. So, you know, some of this is anecdotal. Some of this is anecdotal. My intention is to not make Grandmasters super cheesy accessible. I want it to be content that's designed that's thoughtful it just doesn't feel thoughtful it feels like slap a contest on slap a bunch of negative modifiers on don't restructure any of the uh, any of the encounters or the or the rooms yeah just slap all that on there and let's just see how it goes you know i want it to be more thoughtful i don't feel like it's thoughtful content so that's gonna do it for Q&A we got we actually got an hour out of eight questions that's incredible if you're listening to this and you want to catch these live go to sntrlive.com be sure to always hit like and subscribe on the on the videos and the channel that helps me out if you're here in the live audience stick around we got more things to discuss and do and uh, I appreciate so so much the support lately and as always if you're listening or watching elsewhere please like share and subscribe <laughs>